0: welcome to the PlayStation report. This week we have a big show for you. I, I I feel it. I feel it in my bones. A big show. Tyler, you ready for this?
1: Big show. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Um so I'm not sure when you want to talk about it, but there was a Formula 1 race. Um and I'm not sure if you want to talk about it here if you want to wait till the end of the show. Um, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can uh, We can talk about the end. Actually,
1: technically, okay. I think we have two races to talk about. We can talk about the race one, of course, yeah. the most.
0: I mean, it really feels like that other race didn't happen. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, Uh. we're here to talk mostly about video games. There's plenty of news to talk about. There's plenty of things to shake our head at. Uh, but before we get into that, Tyler, how have you been? I am okay.
1: I... Am probably 99% recovered from this Respiratory infection Um So yeah they told me It would take about two weeks It's been a little bit over that and I can, I can actually have a conversation now Um without coughing For the most part Um you know I can kind of laugh again Uh it's It's been annoying more than anything Uh There's way worse things to deal with Illnesses, uh, but it's, this has just mostly been annoying. It's just annoying to, you know, have a conversation, <coughs> just like right now, have a conversation with someone, and then feel the need to, to cough. Um, but yeah, yeah, otherwise, doing good. Just got back from a, a nice a vacation last night, and we went to Portland, Maine, and in, in Vermont, kind of outside of Burlington, uh, which that was a lot of fun. Drank a lot of beer,
0: ate a lot of food good shit that's that sounds great i couldn't be me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh well, how, what you been up to yeah. uh well hmm i mean a few things uh let's see i i mean i i, w- I went to that high school 10-year reunion oh yeah. yeah 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 i saw some people yeah i had a couple drinks lost the first round of cornhole with keith and then we dipped <laughs> <laughs> we were on the air for a couple hours. It's whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was a thing. Uh, the most, I mean, the most bothersome thing recently is that my cats have suddenly decided that they don't like each other. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um, and I think it's because one of them is feeling sick, and uh, whenever the other cat is near her, she hisses at him, and uh, that activates him into attack mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just it's just bad all around i have to have them separated which unfortunately means that um i'm i'm rotating them through but uh when they're separated one of them is in my bedroom and one of them has the rest of my apartment because (laughs) of the floor plan i have yeah um so that that kind of sucks for one of them at a time um but yeah i'm gonna have to try to figure out when i can get get her to the vet and see what's up um yeah, it's just, it's a hassle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I, uh, my, so Peppa and Pebbles, so the middle one, the youngest one, uh, mostly Peppa. She does not like Pebbles at all. Um, and she's been better recently, but, uh, man, when it's feeding time, oh, man, lots of hissing. Hmm. So, yeah, I am kind of with you there, but yeah, I mean, yours are actual siblings, so it's kind of yeah, like they've been weird.
0: they've been together for like I mean, I've had them for four years now, right. and they haven't they haven't uh, really <coughs> I mean th- they haven't had problems. It's right. it's just ridiculous now. Um, but yeah, gonna have to sort that out. Uh, I have a dental surgery, I think next week. Yeah, next week. Uh, Getting my implant done for my front tooth, so that's going to be a thing. I'm just busy, man. Busy. Yeah,
1: sounds like it. Sounds like a lot of uh, self-care. Which is important. Absolutely. Uh,
0: But other than that, I mean, not... I mean, things have been pretty normal otherwise. Uh, Finally got to use my new kitchen knife last night, and uh, that thing... Whew! That thing cuts. (laughs) Cuts really good. Nice. Real smooth. Nice. Uh, Chopped up some chicken last night. I'm I'm gonna cook that after the show today. But yeah, that's not what this is about. This is about video games, so let's get into the video games we've been playing. Um, Tyler, I actually forgot to write down all the games I've been playing real quick here, but uh, if you want to get us started, um, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Um... Have not had a chance to go back to
1: Kama Show, unfortunately. But don't don't worry. I'm, fucking liar. I'm, uh, fucking no, liar. Dude, I'm I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. Don't worry. Just haven't had time. Um so yeah, really uh, only a only a few things. More more F1, twenty-two, more Destiny two as well. Just working through a few um, exotic quests and other things. Um it's just so much to do. There was a I guess it was a seasonal quest, but from last season, where you get to go to the Leviathan. um, And somehow, like, Callus is back. And looks like it could be connected to Lightfall. That's coming out uh, next year. Uh, So that was a really cool quest. Kind of creepy, in a way, uh, as well. Um, Really enjoyed it. And then it told me, at the end, it gave me this new activity. It was like, you need the... (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. The uh, season of the Haunted season pass, which I think was the previous season, but they don't sell that because um, that's not how these games work, unless you're Halo Infinite. Um, so yeah, that's kind of weird. But yeah, overall, Destiny Two is is very cool. Um, played more Kena: The Bridge of Spirits. I'm over halfway through that game now. Um, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, really fun, fair. But kind of tough boss fights. Um, there was a string of them in this section that I did, um, and, and that was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, they're, they're just and, and the game. You know, it almost feels like Zelda in a way. Of like when you get a new ability, a new weapon, or whatever in Zelda, you know, in that dungeon you're going to be using that. in um, this game's kind of similar. When you get a new ability, you will be using that ability um, for. You know, a boss fight or whatever. Uh, it's it's fun. It makes you think a little differently. And I'm uh really really enjoying that game. Uh, look forward to playing more of it. It's just fun to explore and get more rot, which I just don't like that name. They look like just little pikmins. They're little cute little balls. Put little hats on them, and they're called rot. Just upsets me. Uh, but mm. but still, uh, they're. They're, they're adorable and it's fun to go around like there's these uh, kind of cursed chests that you can do which usually are a, a combat uh, challenge basically some of them are like defeat you know 10 enemies without getting hit, defeat these enemies in a certain time frame those are kind of tough as well, makes you think outside the box on how to use all of your different abilities and moves that you've unlocked to do more damage hit enemies and crit points, it's uh, not super deep but it's way more deep than I think a lot of people give it credit for i I'm really enjoying the game overall story's good yeah it's it's great and then I'll say the last thing that I touched on have not played a ton of um, but while I you know after we got home did a couple things uh, I too was waiting for this Japanese race which we'll talk about at the end of the the show um so i'm like fuck it i'm going to try overwatch 2 that has come out um okay so what now yeah so what a what a process this was downloaded it started it up um i've and it's been in the news ddos attack all sorts of server problems queues all sorts of stuff um shockingly i was able to get in um the game has you, like you cannot play this game without creating a Battle Net account. Um, so did that. It was pretty easy though. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Then jumped into uh, just all sorts of stuff. Looking at the Battle Pass, um, which is kind of confusing. Um, but yeah, you you have to unlock characters through Battle Pass progression on the free track, uh, but still kind of lame um overall especially when basically the entire roster is exactly the same roster from overwatch one plus one new character for the launch of this game so it's like well what's the fucking point of that um there are a ton of challenges you can do uh, that are seasonal weekly daily all sorts of stuff uh that can help with your progression so I can't totally speak to how grindy this Battle Pass might be yet um, because I've only played one match. Um, played one match on the map Hollywood. I don't know if you remember that map from Overwatch 1. It was a push push map. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's exactly the same. It's the exact same map. Uh, I played as my boy, Soldier 76, which I know might not be the most exciting character. Exactly the same character. They haven't really tweaked him at all. Um... And then it just kind of hit me, and I don't have more to it, but I'm like, I feel like Blizzard is so p- lucky. Now, people have been giving this, you know, them a lot of shit for the Battle Pass, all that stuff. They're so lucky that this game is free to play. Because if they were charging $60, $70 for this game, for it literally, <coughs> excuse me, to be the same exact thing, just now all of a sudden you have to grind stuff through a battle pass they've added one new character a couple new maps um, and I know they got rid of Overwatch 1 basically and put all that stuff in Overwatch 2 I get that but it's not even like they really have tweaked any of these maps either um, some of the characters are still exactly the same it's, it's almost like I don't know I hate to be that guy but it's almost like what were you working on in a way uh, it's just kind of confusing. Um, now, granted, that's after playing just one match. I'll get to why I only played one match. I want to play more of it, but to me, I was like, I, I just feel like they're very lucky. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, very lucky that this is free to play, uh, just because I think it could be so much worse for them. Um, it is 5v5 now, uh, which I think could spice some things up. Uh, I just want to want to play more of it. Um, but I will say when I was playing, it, <coughs> my God, when I was playing it, um, uh, I was getting that feeling back again of like, oh yeah, I really liked Overwatch. I missed Overwatch. I was wrecking fools left and right. Um, so definitely want to play more of it. Uh, the reason why I stopped though is I had to relaunch this game like four different times overall um, because as you create an account, all this stuff. Uh, you can merge your account from Overwatch 1. It ties to your PSN or Xbox, PC, whatever you probably play on. Um, and that gives you all the skins that you unlock from Overwatch 1. So that's at least nice. However, it puts you in this like migration queue. And I was 550,000 in the queue. And I'm like, hmm. you know what? I'm just going to wait until that's done. And I waited just a few minutes. I only went down to 540,000 in the queue. And I was like, I'll maybe come back to this another time. I guess it's just got to do its thing um, to get everything over in Overwatch 2. I just don't... Because it'll carry over all your stats, apparently. um, All that stuff. And and I would like to have all, all my scans, all my stats from Overwatch 1. I did put a lot of time into the game, so... So I'll just wait until that's uh, fixed a little bit. I do want to put more, put some more time into it. Was enjoying the gameplay, but at the same time, I'm just I don't know. I, I guess I just need to see more. But at, at initial glance, I'm almost like, okay, all right, what 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 actually is going on here? But we'll see. I'll, I'll have more to say probably uh, probably next week.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in a way, it's really just very uh very silly that they call they they made an Overwatch 2 instead of, you know, just updating Overwatch. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, any like I think the original idea when they announced Overwatch 2 is that they were going to sell another product. Yes. And then walk that back. Um yeah, it's just I I don't know what 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 their idea was to start. It's uh
1: Yeah, I'm not sure either. It ones. it seems like a weird Corporate Activision-Blizzard decision, almost like with Destiny. Like, I'm sure Bungie did not want to make a Destiny 2, but they were forced to. And, you know, multiple expansions later of just Destiny 2, look where that game is now. Um, maybe when the Activision-Blizzard-Microsoft um, deal goes through, you know, we'll we'll just... This is Overwatch. You know, it will be Overwatch 2. They're just going to add new characters, all sorts of stuff. Um, but they were doing that pretty well I felt like with the first game but it just kind of ran out of steam I felt like every new character drop wasn't as exciting and then the way they rebalanced the game as well wasn't as good Um, so I'm really curious being free to play seasonal I'm sure they probably also want to try to get in on like the, the Fortnite Fall Guys Warzone hype train of all sorts of crossovers with other IP Uh, I could totally see that happening Um, you know seasonal events in terms of like you know Halloween's coming up uh, Christmas all that stuff Um, you know Overwatch did a lot of that stuff so I don't know we'll see how how it evolves Uh, but I do want to play more of it so
0: that's all I got Cool. Alright. Uh yeah, I'm I might check out Overwatch Two. Me, yeah, I mean, because it is free to play, I might just download it and, you know, dick around a little bit and see what's happening. Um But man, I'm just uh I'm just in my comfort zone. I I mean my Final Fantasy fourteen stuff is going good. I'm just I'm just really rocking it. Just <laughs> doing all the all my uh all my classes, leveling them all up. It's its awesome. I love it. I love leveling. I like when the numbers go up, and uh, it's helping me do that. Uh, the other game that is, Tyler, I'd like you to guess how many hours of Potion Permit I've played in the past uh, week and a half or so.
1: Um, I'm going to say 30, no, 25 hours. 25 or more is my guess.
0: You're, well you were closer with like there it's like 32 hours i've played 32 hours of potion permit um yeah wow. i i i really like this game a lot and uh yeah i just i don't know man it's it's really hitting that comfort zone that uh, Stardew valley hit for me um and it's uh yeah, I, I really enjoy a lot of the uh, the characters that are in the town. They've got a really diverse cast of characters, people from different backgrounds, and people like who do different things around town. It feels like it feels like a functional town. Um, it it's got some cozy vibes. It's got some some mysterious things, mis- like from previous chemists coming to the island some some uh, mistakes that you're trying to clean up from them um and then the just the general mechanics of you know making medicine for people is interesting enough for me uh so i'm not sure if i've really explained it very well but i the basic mechanics for like making medicine. You go out into the wilderness, you collect materials and you bring them back into your cauldron and you pretty much play a puzzle game where all the ingredients have like a different element and a shape associated with them, kind of kind of like Tetris pieces. They're not all Tetris pieces, but um, you try to fit them in into the shape of the potion that you're trying to make um, and some of the potions are limited to which elements you can use uh, you have a limit on how many ingredients you can use. It's yeah, it's a very satisfying uh, puzzle game, and that just layered on top of uh, all these cute interactions with you know the the townspeople and you know just living living the life. Going fi- there's fishing. Tyler, did I mention there's fishing? Ooh. There's fishing in this video game. <laughs> I know you like
1: fishing in video games. So
0: yeah, um, it's not the best fishing I've played in a video game, but it's. I mean, it's there. I like fishing. (laughs) Nice. Um, You get a dog uh, that you take care of. You have to feed your dog every day. Your dog helps you. Uh, One of the smart things this game does, um, that, like, I, some other games do something similar. Um, Some games give you the information just right away, but if you ask your dog to find an NPC that you've met before, they could just... Find them rather than you having to memorize their routines for the day of the week, um, so that that's pretty nice. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's just a really cozy, relaxing time. It's awesome to you know just you know <clears throat> be at work and uh, and uh, you know suddenly a couple hours of your shift are gone, and you're like, oh <laughs> wow, okay. It's time for me to actually do some work here for the next couple minutes and then get back to this. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like a perfect game for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I did notice, though, uh, about the Steam Deck is that it it's tricky uh, trying to keep track of your uh, play time because if you're offline on your Steam Deck and you play, say, 30 hours um... You can sync that save into the cloud uh, once you get back online, but it doesn't seem to sync the playtime. So I'm wondering what what's up with that, um, and yeah, I'm going to try to figure out what happens. Because here on the PC it says I've only played like two hours of oh. this game, but I know on my Steam Deck there are like 30 hours on it.
1: Yeah, that's um. kind of weird that that does not sync up. I mean, it's all just one account on Steam, so... Yeah,
0: and I'm not sure if the uh, the achievements sync either because I've, mm. I've I'm not that I give a shit about Steam achievements, but like it's just weird to like see that I have a ton of them on my Steam Deck and then I go over to my PC and they're not there and I'm like, what, what's happening? Um, yeah. That's Potion Permit. Uh, I I recommend it for people who like those kinds of you know, just getting to know a town and you know integrating yourself in, you know, doing, doing, doing all the good quests for the people. Um, one of the NPCs is a cat. You can be friends with a cat, and that's pretty good. Nice.
1: Cats are good. Cats are good.
0: Alright, let's move on to the news. doo uh, Of which there's plenty of varying, uh, emotion, I will say, uh, This first one left me kind of feeling really weird about uh, my feelings towards maybe a sequel to Disco Elysium because some of the original creators of Disco Elysium have been uh, involuntarily uh, booted from uh, -Um, Zaum studio behind Disco Elysium and they're there's going to continue to make like, the studio is going to continue to make whatever follow-up to Disco Elysium is going to happen, but without the, you know, main creative forces behind it. Uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a, lot of finger pointing. The people who left are like, yeah, the money people are like, you know, maybe forcing stuff upon us that, hey, we don't we don't really want to do, um, and then. Obviously, the money people are like, "Hey, we're funding the shit, so you're gonna do what we tell you to do." Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I can. Okay. Like, I have no doubt that there are still talented people at the studio who will be able to make a competent follow-up to Disco Elysium, um, but this just. This puts a sour taste in my mouth about the studio itself. Not necessarily the people working on this game, but, you know, the, the people who have made the decision to remove these people.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's almost like good luck uh, when you lose your lead writer and designer, your writer, and your lead art and design um, person. Like you said, I'm sure there's, there's you know, obviously there's people underneath of the leads um, that I'm sure are very talented but all of those things, and I haven't played Disco Legion in but I've seen a lot of it, and all those things seemed like they worked really well in conjunction with one another. Um, the game is all about writing. The game has a really unique art style. And all the systems for that writing comes together with the gameplay. And to lose super-key people like that is probably going to be very tough to do a, a really competent follow-up, because uh, I feel like all those things are what what made that game uh, unique and why people like you really like that game. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and the, the really concerning thing to me is that the studio... I mean, I saw uh, not long after this a uh, job posting... That they're going to try to make their next game a live service game. Which does not fucking work for the kind of game Disco Elysium was. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And definitely seems like the kind of thing money people would want. (laughs) Because they just see live service games. They see the big live service games and their eyes light up. And they don't really understand why their game was popular. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, that's, that's... That's dumb <laughs> to do that, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, there's a big old write up here that uh, someone from the from the studio posted, uh, explaining a lot of it. That I would encourage anyone who's interested to go go read it because it is rather interesting. Overall, seems like lots of drama, especially when they're forced out involuntarily. It would not surprise me if maybe these. People that were forced out um, maybe start their own studio, do their own thing. In this day and age, seems like that happens a lot. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll see if they want to do that or not. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe um, Disco Elysium will be a one-off from the studio.
0: Yeah. Very ironic, considering you know the content of that video game. <laughs> um. That uh, capitalism is going to end up ruining the the studio behind the game.
1: Yeah, right. Right.
0: Alright, let's move on to PlayStation VR 2. Um, they, Sony, are going to make 2 million units for PSVR 2 for launch. I'm not sure they sell them all. I really no. don't think they sell all of them.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there will be demand for it, but they also really need to show what the software lineup's is going to be at launch because um, PlayStation VR titles are not backwards compatible, which we talked about a little bit ago. Um, so, yeah, i I'm, I think two million is probably going to be sufficient enough uh, for for launch. Uh, to ensure that if you want one you'll you'll probably be able to get one um, and maybe that's also part of the reason why the release date pushed as well into early 2023 um, and, and instead of you know getting it out this year this holiday I'm sure they probably could have at this point if they're making two million of them but probably want to make sure that the supply is there um, I don't know I'm curious I mean two all comes down the software lineup and pricing. On what the demand of this thing is going to be, um, that's just going to be critical. And at the same time, I feel like uh, Sony has not had a, and maybe we won't even get it because Sony's just such a weird company. Now, um, I feel like they haven't had a proper blowout for this thing at all. No, it's it's been kind of uh, strange. I think the way they've kind of rolled a lot of this out, but. You know that's not Sony anymore. They don't really do a lot of that stuff. Um, They've been making a lot of weird decisions. More, you know, we'll talk about more of them in
0: this show. Um, I don't know. We shall see. Uh, I, I I mean, I was just thinking here for a second, but uh, you know how, uh, maybe, how cool maybe a (laughs) a VR Death Stranding would be. Oh man. Yeah, because you know be the mechanics of you know holding like holding down for balance. You have both your controllers, and your yep. That would be, that would be fun. Yeah, definitely,
1: um, and have all the the mountains
0: in the distance and stuff. That would be maybe be maybe cool. it tracks uh, your posture, so if you're leaning a certain way, it'll yeah it'll unbalance the load. Yeah, why
1: not? Uh, I don't know. I I think you should give Hideo Kojima a call right now. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I, I'll get right on that right after the show. You guys know me. Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Next up, there's been a change of voice actress for Bayonetta. Um, let's see. Helena Taylor is not returning, and instead, it's going to be Jennifer Hale voicing Bayonetta. Uh,. It's going to be a little bit weird cuz you know I know what Bayonetta sounds like. Yeah. And uh I've heard some stuff from from this uh from this video and yeah, it does sound different. It is noticeable for me personally. Um right. I'm not going to say it's bad like it it's definitely not bad, but it it is different and it does feel weird. Right. Uh, I'm with, I'm with you.
1: Uh Jennifer Hale is going to play uh bayonetta now. Um, and, you know, she's a, she's a great uh, voice actor um, You know, Mass Effect's probably the best series that she's done Her um, most prominent, I should say um, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out about this It makes me just wonder Maybe I'm, you know, I'm just putting my tinfoil hat on a little bit But, um, you know, this game was announced and took a really long time in development. Mm. So, I wonder if there's just been some uh behind the scenes <coughs> excuse me, behind the scenes drama with some of this stuff. They yeah. put it down to scheduling and, and all that stuff, so uh we'll see. Uh, uh we'll see uh, that, the impact this game's out very soon, but yeah, a bummer cuz
0: has a has a nice voice. Very f- A bummer, but nowhere nowhere near the crime that that Mario movie is. Oh man. Oh man,
1: that trailer! I was like, "This looks so good," but yet so unsettling. It looks good if, at you, the mute, same time.
0: if you mute it. If you mute yes. it, it, looks good.
1: <laughs> it was at the very end where Chris Pratt's voice had a little bit of like an Italian spin to it, or trying to, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs>
0: Chris Pratt's Mario, oh my goodness is proof that you can do anything if you're a good enough bullshitter and you've convinced people that you're good at things that you're not good at, yeah <laughs> oh I God. thought
1: overall it would be really unsettling to see some of this characters talk. I think Mario is the only one that I'm unsettled about, probably because yeah. it's Chris Pratt. Um, like when Bowser talks... It doesn't talk.
0: sound like he's... It doesn't sound like he's trying. Really. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, it just sounds like he's talking in his normal fucking voice.
1: Yeah. I know. The visuals of that trailer, though, were fucking awesome. Like, I'm all about that. Um, I am, I'm so interested in that movie,
0: dude. Whether it'll be good or bad or not. I think it'll be huge, though. Overall. Yeah. I wonder if we can bully them into replacing Chris Pratt. Just grab a random New Yorker <laughs> off the street. Maybe not at this point, but
1: yeah, we'll see. I guess that that, that would work, you know. Let's get like uh...
0: get Vinny Caravella to be Mario. Sure, why not? <laughs> How about uh, Mark Wahlberg? Oh God, no, no! Why are you Why are you uh, following up a bad choice with a less bad choice, but still a bad choice?
1: I don't know. Or um, nah, nah, never mind. Yeah, I don't
0: know. What a, what a trailer. Uh, speaking of trips, talk about this journey Hello Games has been on with No Man's Sky. They are releasing their 4.0 update called Waypoint. Um, a ton of quality of life improvements, major overhauls of the inventory system, They got this thing running on a Nintendo Switch? Yep. Like, holy fuck. And you know people are going to buy that thing on Switch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, No Man's Sky is probably still making money. (laughs) Yeah. This is Uh,
1: their 21st update to this game. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I think one of the coolest things uh, about this update is the relaxed mode which just yes. allows you to explore and basically takes away all the survival aspects of the game and so you can just explore and see planets. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Man, I don't know. It's unbelievable what they've done with this Are game. Are
0: you ever going to play No Man's Sky again?
1: I'm always intrigued by it. I just... I, I don't have a hankering for it, but I, I am curious to go back to it. Just because I haven't really played it since launch, um, and they've just done so much to it, so
0: maybe someday. Okay. But. Okay. Maybe we could play some multiplayer if you ever do decide. Yeah. Yeah, because they, it's easy. It's it. actually very easy to play multiplayer. Yeah. Now that's good. That's good. All right. Let's uh go to Tyler. Look, I didn't read this. I saw the headline, and I kind of just shook my head. Deathloop. They keep trying to redefine what Deathloop is. Now Arcane is saying Deathloop is a part of the Dishonored world. Right. That it's a future... It's the future of the the world in Dishonored. Yeah. (sighs) Ah... (laughs) This game had so much potential. Like, it it looked so fucking rad, and then I started playing it, and I was like, man, I'm just not feeling it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, this this game frustrated the hell out of me. And I just kind of dropped off of it. Um, Yeah, apparently they're saying this takes place after Death of the Outsider, which was the expansion that they put out after Dishonored 2, which kind of wrapped that story up. I mean, whatever. They, they, you know, they, they said they want to, they didn't want to, you know, make it obvious, shove it down everyone's face or anything like that, but, like, does everything have to be connected anymore? Can we just have our own thing now? I don't know. This is just kind of weird to me, overall. Um, what, yeah, are we going to get a fucking that... Deathloop Dishonored crossover game in the future? You know, like, uh
0: I wonder if part of like part of this is maybe their the deal they did with Sony because this originally launched as an exclusive. Yeah, maybe. Um and maybe they didn't want to they didn't want to call a dishonored they didn't want to make it look like they were making a dishonored game exclusive. True. Yeah. Right. But now that it's it's on Xbox now, right? Like they it is. they've brought it over. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I guess now they can do whatever they want. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. It also makes me wonder, I'm like, are they going
0: to come out and say Redfall is part of this universe somehow? Jesus, I hope, fuck not. Like, that that absolutely doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Like, this one I can kind of see. Yeah. Like, there, there is some connective tissue in how those yeah. games... and
1: some of the abilities are similar. I, I can see that. I can see it overall. I just... I don't know. Do we have to build universes for everything?
0: No. <laughs> and we also don't have to remake video games oh that already have PS5 versions. Uh, yeah. Tyler, Sony can eat my whole asshole. Whole thing, man. <laughs> they are going to... Do a Horizon Zero Dawn PlayStation 5 remaster uh, alongside a multiplayer game uh, attached to Horizon Zero Dawn somehow, whatever that means. But Tyler, we don't fucking need this. They put a PS5 patch for Horizon Zero Dawn. What more are they going to do? I know. I know. These yeah. motherfuckers are just repackaging their shit and selling it for $70.
1: They are... It just sucks. It fucking blows if this is actually happening, which it probably is. It's been reported by two sources, uh, VGC and MP1st. Um, VGC especially. you know, They've they've reported on a lot of rumors and stuff and got a lot of things. So, yeah. Ah, uh, oh, man. Sony feels a little creatively bankrupt right now. And I think, yeah. too... Combined with our next story about live service stuff.
0: If you want to go go right into it, you can go. Yeah.
1: Herman Holst out there talking more about live service games. Um, You know, uh, going on more. Obviously, they bought Bungie for that stuff. 12 live service games are in development right now. Uh, All of them are supposed to be out by March of 2026. Um, You know, Bungie's a huge, huge piece in that to help them i uh, figure that out. Um, so 25 titles overall are in development. So basically half of them, over half, are live service games. You know, I'm not saying live service games suck. Um, but they can. <laughs>
0: so, you know, this sucks. One, th- okay. one thing that this tells me is that they don't play live service games. Because if they think any one person will play more than three of these as a live service game and stick with the with them, I don't think they realize how much of a time investment it is as a player to play a live service game. Right. And to say you're releasing 12, like, how many of those do you think are going to be successful if you're... If, like, it feels like you're just pulling players in all different directions and none of them are going to take off because of that.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and the thing is, is they only need one really, to just take off and, you know, make crazy uh, amount of money. Um, But, I'm with you. They'll start cannibalizing each other. So if part of these 25 titles overall that are in development are titles like Horizon Zero Dawn Remastered, oh, fuck. Help us. Help us. Um, The Last of Us Part one, I have not picked up because I'm not paying seventy dollars for that, and that's one of my favorite oh, thank games. Thank God ever.
0: I don't have to make I don't have to make fun of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, will I get it eventually? Yeah, but not at seventy dollars. Fuck that. Um, and that's like I said, that's one of my favorite games of all time. I would love to play it again. It looks beautiful. Um, but no, I'm not fucking buying that for seventy dollars. That's insanity. And if they're going to put this out for seventy dollars after already putting out a PS5 patch for Horizon Zero Dawn and putting out a sequel that is totally better and it sounds like they're going to put in you know graphical improvements and gameplay improvements into Horizon Zero Dawn okay cool but that game already played fine it looked great it still looks great what are we doing why the only thing I can think of is they have that Netflix show in development and they want to keep Horizon in the zeitgeist. Um, and, you know, hope for a major boost in sales when the Netflix show releases, just like I'm sure The Last of Us will get a ton of sales when the HBS show comes out.
0: And I'm sure they'll announce a God of War <laughs> remaster. When they announce a God of War TV show or movie or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Ghost of Tsushima will get a remaster when that movie is supposed to come out. You know, God. it's a bummer. I think it's a bummer. I think an extra part of the bummer of this is is yes, a lot of games are live service. We don't know about them, Well, we just don't know about anything else that's in development from them outside of two. Insomniac Marvel projects, which I'm sure will be cool, but that's it. That's it. Like, God of War is a few weeks away. God of War's a month, actually, out from today. Um, as of this recording. So, that's just another bummer. They're just so quiet about everything. Um, and, yeah. I
0: don't know. Yeah, it's kind this of hard to sucks. believe that they're uh, working on new IPs. When, like, all we see are remasters in, of of these games, and uh, we don't know about anything else.
1: Yeah, and and they risk putting out too much of one thing that is overall good to me. Like, I liked Horizon Zero Dawn. I loved Forbidden West. Um, and now you're going to remaster the first game, just put out a sequel. You have a VR title coming out for PlayStation VR 2. You have a Netflix TV series like... I don't know. Just kind of go away. Come back in 5 years when you have you know Horizon 3 that's going to inevitably come out with the way that Forbidden West ended. Um close out the trilogy. Move on. Um I don't know. Man. Yeah. What's going on? Jesus Christ. I I uh, desperately hope that this isn't true, but I know and Sony it is.
0: Oh, no, it's yeah, it's definitely like The money people at Sony are willing this into existence. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's talk CD Projekt Red. Um, They are, you know, I mean, recently Cyberpunk 2077 has been doing pretty good because apparently that Netflix anime is good. You don't watch anime. I don't have a Netflix sub, so we're probably not going to talk about that. Uh, But what we will talk about is uh, their plans for the future. Um so they've announced new games a new cyberpunk game cyberpunk Orion um which sure yeah okay uh the Witcher Polaris uh these are all project names these aren't like final names uh they they have the Witcher Canis Majoris Sirius um but yeah they're they are making a lot of video games. Um, they're uh, They're also working with external studios. Uh, and they think they're going to get all of these games out pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the next six years, I think they said?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, they
1: are also starting... Did they learn a... anything? <laughs> I know, yeah. They're also starting a North American team, I believe, in Boston. Um, so, yeah, they're really expanding... I'm with you. Uh, (laughs) Promising a lot. Absolutely. I think, okay, you put this roadmap out there for investors and fans. Just go away. Just go away. Come back when you have these games ready to go and you are confident in them. Um, You know, if they have another Cyberpunk 2077 launch scenario, Oh, it's going to be ugly. Super ugly for this uh, team. Um, I'm excited by some of these. Well, excited. I'm interested. You know, it's hard to get excited when there's just not much there. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of pleased in a way. I need to go back to it, of course, but that they're sticking with Cyberpunk uh, 2077. I think there's probably more uh, to tell there, for sure. There's probably more to explore. Um, and hopefully that, that game works out. Um The Witcher is interesting to me. And it gives me... Honestly, some Ubisoft vibes going on here. Um, A little bit of... You know, a Witcher trilogy? I'm fucking all for. As long as they're good. And to get... uh, Three Witcher games out... I would assume the size of The Witcher 3... Which is a massive fucking video game... Within six years of each other. All within six years... Holy fuck, that's a lot. That's a lot, Um, and I think it it all comes down to that first one. They gotta nail that first one. Um, But the Witcher universe is really cool, and and I'm all for it. I'm really curious about this uh, external developed game as well. Um, You know, someone that outside of CD Projekt Red, it would be cool. They're saying that that's a full fledged game. It would be cool if it was maybe something. I don't know, maybe more linear or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, just a, a nice, tight, fifteen-hour game, maybe um, that could be neat. Um, I'm curious what the Molasses Floods doing as well. They picked them up to develop a Witcher title, um, and then yeah, they're making a new IP as well. Wow. Yeah. Wowie, wowie, yeah. wowie. Lots of lots of stuff going on there. If it pans out, really exciting. That CD Projekt Red is going to be exploring The Witcher, Cyberpunk, and if they really nail those games, um, as we all know that they can and should have with Cyberpunk's twenty seventy seven from the start, you know there's you know there's going to be some quality games there hopefully. But um, yeah, you know I'm just a little worried about like the Ubisoftization of The Witcher a little bit. That's a lot of lot of projects going
0: on? Yeah, I I don't want to get sick of The Witcher.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm with you.
0: Witcher's just so
1: cool, uh, and I don't want to get sick of that either.
0: Yeah. Tyler, it's time to you know to go back to uh, Need for Speed. I'm I am I'm in this new trailer for Need for Speed. I I think. I'm going to play this new Need for Speed. <laughs> it looks pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Well, based off of its art style, I, can, I, I, I think you're definitely it. Seems like you think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have not played at Need for Speed for a long time. Shame. And I hope that this is the year they get it right, because this is the year I'm going to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they took a little break. They, they've... They haven't made a need for speed for a while, have have they? It's been like um, a few years. Yeah,
1: it's been like two years, I think. Uh Criterion's back on this. I think this yeah. is the first one from Criterion Steady Ghost Games, so Criterion's a pretty good studio, so RIP, burnout, please bring it back. Yeah.
0: December second though, that's a strange release date. Yeah. Quick
1: turnaround for an and release for this one. Yeah. Um Yeah. Need for speed unbound. Anime-looking art style.
0: Look, you you should should definitely, you know... You should get into anime.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) this will do it. Need for Speed will get me into anime.
0: Dude, if Need for Speed gets you into anime, I have a couple animes for you to watch. Oh, shit. (laughs) There's some racing anime, man. Ooh. I like me some racing. I I think... Look, I think you would like Initial D. What's that about? It's about... It's about drifting old Japanese sports cars. Ooh. I like that. It's great. It's fantastic. Nice. Um All right. Hideo Kojima has a lot of great and fantastic friends, not friends, but people he works with. He works with a lot of uh a lot of high-profile names. Uh L. Fanning uh will be in uh his his new game. They they they've just released a an image. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Hideo Kojima's track record of, or, like, almost exclusively working with, uh, people that are already no- well known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically, he's been
1: teasing this at, you know, a couple teases tied in a couple of events here. I'm going to guess the full full reveal of this is going to be at the game awards you know him, oh, and, yeah. him and keely are tight
0: 100 100 why would it
1: not be um i think i could see this being Death stranding too there's also a rumor of the what's that project overdrive i think it's called um which i think is rumored to be a separate game um i don't know maybe maybe it will be tied in uh um Death stranding somehow but you know, Death Stranding, though, had some pretty high-profile talent in it, so I could see this, yes. if he's teasing this, you know, being a sequel to Death Stranding.
0: Yeah, well... Yeah, we'll know later this year, probably. Um, next up, there's gonna be also at the Game Awards, potentially a Crash Bandicoot announcement. Um. Yeah... Leaked because they're going to have Wumpa pizzas. <laughs> which sounds like they're going to have fruit on a pizza, which if you know me, I'm like, that's a crime. They're doing crimes at the Game Awards here, putting fruit on pizza. Um, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe a new Crash Bandicoot.
1: I'm all down, man. I'm just curious what type of game it'll be, whether it'll be a spin-off sort of game, or uh core game yeah. whatever i'm I'm, in, I'm interested
0: and then lastly we have uh, we have confirmed that uh playstation four golden and playstation and uh persona <laughs> four golden and persona three portable will be coming to playstation january nineteenth of next year um yeah. We knew you this go. was coming. We just have confirmed dates now. So yep. yeah, those old Persona games. That, yeah, you won't play because they're too anime for you. <laughs> Who
1: knows, man? Uh,
0: I um, I'm going to try to give uh, Persona Five a shot. So okay,
1: being on Game Pass,
0: I believe I'll believe it when you come back to me on that. But first, you need to fucking play through Yakuza, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you start that thing and you tease me that you started. Yep. Yakuza, and that you just don't play it ever since. You know, I'll no, go. I'm gonna do it. Don't it. worry; it's a long-term project. Okay, that's all the video game news, um, and just you know, a fair shout here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, some some racing that that happened, and maybe things that happened at the racetrack. That probably shouldn't have happened. Uh, So if you're not interested in that, you can stop here, uh, you know, do all the normal things, you know, rate and review us, share us with your friends, all that good stuff. Um, But we're going to talk about F1 and Tyler. Let's do this. Suzuka. Hold on. Okay. You said you wanted to talk about Singapore yeah, we don't have to talk about what, much. What 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 do you want to say about Singapore? That track was it, greasy as fuck. It was. It was so greasy and
1: so weird. Like that race, I'm like, I'm kind of entertained by this, but also like in the middle, I'm like, this is so boring because the cars couldn't pass each other. There is no DRS, and I'm like, anyone who is saying that Formula One doesn't need DRS is like crazy to me. Um, even if these cars can follow more closely, they can't get a slipstream. They still can get it, but it's not as powerful as it used to be. Um, Formula One needs DRS. Um, yeah, that was, a. it was an interesting race for sure. But yeah, let's move on to Japan.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there were like what, six cars that crashed or something like that
1: in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely.
0: Uh, definitely yeah all right, let's move on to Suzuka because this is where uh well, hold on before we get to Suzuka, the midweek news <laughs> between then there there's some there's some word on the street that maybe Red Bull blew the cost cap out of the water last year in developing this year's car, and <laughs> there might be some interesting consequences if the f i a have has a spine which they might not we'll see. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it certainly seems like a Red Bull broke the rules. We'll see what the report has to say, but they're the only ones who anyone has something to say about. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Red Bull and like Christian Horner, Helmut Marko have been out there saying like no, we're we're definitely below the cap. Uh but it sounds like through the FIA's audit process, they're they're maybe finding that they went over. Um, now, Aston Martin is another team that apparently went over, but it's the rumors are that Red Bull is way over and Aston Martin's only a little bit over. Um, so we'll see. They were supposed to give those cost compliance certificates, whatever they're calling them, this past Wednesday, but now it's going to be tomorrow, which, which is very spicy. interesting because of
0: what happened
1: in the race. Yes. <laughs> Um, Ah. Verstappen is, is the world champion. Uh, he wasn't, that, that was weird overall. He wasn't the world champion technically because, uh, he didn't have a 112 point lead. Um, but because Charles went off the track, like outbraked himself in the final chicane, came back unsafely, um, onto the track that gave him a penalty, And so it put him behind Perez, and then all of a sudden, like after they've already interviewed Max, and he thinks no one knows if he's the champion or not, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're champion.
0: (laughs) I was confused for a moment. Um, Did they award full points for that race? They did. Okay, because he got past the halfway point?
1: Yeah, and something about that if a race is red flagged and then resumes and finishes under normal racing racing conditions, full points are awarded.
0: So I think oh, it was yeah. both.
1: It did get past halfway by, like, a lap or two.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's what confused me, because I thought they, they were only going to be, like, up to half points or something mm-hmm. like that. But For a bit, it was All right. looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Suzuka, very wet. Super wet. Raining. Like... The track was, like, there were rivers running across the track uh, when they started this race. And everyone decided that, hey, (laughs) let's go out here on intermediate tires. (laughs) Everyone decided to do that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And very quickly it became apparent that, hey, maybe... These aren't conditions for racing, at least on intermediate tires, and maybe just not on any tires because the rain got heavier after they started. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of first lap incidents, uh, the most major incident of which was uh, Carlos Sainz um, spinning and hitting a barrier, and part of that barrier coming back onto the track, but that isn't even the most dangerous thing that happened um it could have been because, though i, I want to say before we get to yes, the big thing it could have been yeah.
1: he was so close to getting t bowed by like three or four different cars because yes. they just couldn't see it was scary but yeah go ahead yes
0: the visibility was like you could see maybe 10 yards in front of you <laughs> uh, right and going as fast as they are that is like no no visibility um so that crash happens there are a bunch of other incidents um I forget how it happened. Uh, I think Gasly collected the advertising board. Yes. That came back on the track. Um, and then, I guess, did he come into the pits, get that removed, and then go back out to try to catch yeah. up? Yeah,
1: I think it damaged his front wing uh, some. Yes. So he had to come in, get it removed, get a new front wing on, and then go back. And at this point, the race was under like, safety car, but not red flagged. So he needs to catch up back to the pack, basically.
0: Yes. And then, yes, so he's trying to go around track to catch up to the pack, um, and, like, one turn ahead of the incident, like, the turn at which Carlos signs went, like, spun and went off, um, they change it to a red flag. At which point, Gasly doesn't have much time to slow down before he gets to the location of where they are where the vehicle that needs to be recovered is and what the fuck they put a fucking tractor (laughs) they put the crane on the track while there are still cars out on track in these conditions where you can't see and you could very easily hydroplane Yeah. and then they Um, gave
1: Gasly a 20 second penalty
0: yes because he was apparently going too fast um here's the thing, I don't give a fuck how fast Gasly was going that crane should not be on track until like one of two things happens, all the cars are caught up, like you have to wait until all the cars are caught up and behind the safety car and even then in these conditions maybe just don't do it because you know it's going to be red flagged Um, and if it is red flagged wait until all the cars are in the pits like The race directors totally fucked this so badly. Like, there should not be the crane on the track at all while there are cars moving quickly on the track, especially in these conditions. Yeah. Especially at, like, this track where in 2014, Jules Bianchi died because because there was a fucking tractor on the track. Yeah,
1: and they were racing in conditions when they shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. And, like... On top of all this, why the. Like, you didn't need to bring it out there. Like, you can look at these conditions, know it's going to be red flagged. There's no rush to get that car off the track. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we are not going to restart racing anytime soon. So just wait until it's fucking safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I thought Um, all the. The there different... were also
0: marshals on the like. Uh, there were also marshals on the track at that location too. So yeah. that could have been like super fucking bad. It could have been,
1: yeah. And and the tractor did, does not really have like emergency lights on it, so they were very hard to see. Um, I'm with you. I I don't sure. It, well, let, let me back up. Watching the race, Sky pointed out you know, when the red flag started. And it was as he was going into that corner, basically. Yeah,
0: and, like, you can't suddenly slow down in these conditions. Right. Or you're going to lose the car.
1: Exactly. And and my thing is, is, like, I don't... It does not matter if Gasly was speeding or not. Say he was going under normal safety car speeds, which is, like, you know, a 100 kilometers per hour, um, which is still pretty quick, but... Um, you know he still could have aquaplaned he could have lost a car um, not seen that tractor went off the racing line it doesn't matter if he was speeding or not uh, to me it's still an incredibly incredibly dangerous situation because you literally cannot see when you are when they played that onboard he's the only car on that track it's not even like or and at, at, at that spot it's not like there's spray coming back at him from a car head he literally, you can't see anything at all. Um, cause the conditions just got so much worse so quickly. Um, yeah, super dangerous. And I, I just think the giving Pierre Gasly a 22nd penalty is just the FIA covering themselves on this incident. They did say that they are going to investigate it more. Um, but dude, super dangerous. Um, I think that's kinda of what Carlos Sainz said too. Unfortunately he you know, he's out of the fucking race because you know, he aquaplaned on inners. Um and um, you know, he's just saying like, you know, it doesn't really matter how fast he was going, it just shouldn't have been there. You were going to red flag to race anyways. Like what are we doing? Um super dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the thing like it super pissed me off because it, it seemed like they were the broadcasters were clearly given a directive to somehow put blame on Pierre Gas. 100%. 100%. Like, and, like, at first it was just, who was it, Uh, Paul DiResta and uh, Raccoon Chagot? Yeah, uh, Raccoon, Karoon. Karoon. Eh. Yeah. My words are getting sucked <laughs> up. Uh, but it was first, first those two guys, and then they brought an additional two guys to try to put the blame on. Yeah.
1: Oh, and like on, yeah, on Pierre Gasly. And, and like Johnny Herbert was like all over Pierre Gasly saying, like, well, why is he in fifth gear? Why is he going so fast? It's like, that's not the point, dude. That is not the point of this at all. Um, the point is that
0: uh, either there isn't a procedure to do this safely or they completely violated the procedure to do this safely. Like the, the race direction fucking failed here. It did.
1: It did. Yeah. I'm with you. I am curious uh, how the beginning of that race could have went if uh, they all started on the extreme wets. Um, I feel like the race probably still would have been red flagged, but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten this incident. I don't know. Yeah, It's just super scary. Yeah.
0: <sighs> so yeah. we got all that cleared up, and then... It was like, what, it was almost an hour after or something, like, it was more than an hour after that happened. It was, yeah. That we finally got started racing again, um, and, I mean, I'm convinced at this point there's some sort of alien technology on Max's car, because he pulled <laughs> out, like, 20 seconds
1: ahead of everyone else. He won by 27 <laughs> seconds, I think. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable unbelievable. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we've seen recently in a few races that Ferrari's car has been way harder on their tires than, um, than Red Bull. Uh, where it was the other way around earlier in the season. I read a good article I forget where, where they kind of explained why that switch has happened and it's because the way Red Bull has developed their car over the season is they had it was overweight and in the wrong spot. Basically so they've adjusted the weight of the car and how it works, which helps with the tires. And Ferrari, at one of the tracks, I forget, uh, brought a new floor, which gave them more downforce, but has been chewing up their tires more overall, like with just overall how the car works with this new floor. So it could happen, but yeah, I mean, he's just, he's on another fucking level. It's, yeah. when it comes to the race, he's on another level. I mean, qualifying was interesting just with how close the top three were but
0: god damn I don't know man yeah <laughs> yeah it was honestly a little bit boring once it got going um like after after everyone made their tire switch to enters it was constantly lap after lap Lewis not being able to get past ocon on on the back straight um, and yeah like it was a it was a contest of seeing how many ways they can comment on Lewis not getting biocon at the same point in the <laughs> track.
1: Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Yeah, I mean there were some good performances here. Uh, like Alonso switching back to inters got like eventually got ahead of George Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, neck and like, neck
1: with Vettel as they crossed the line. That that was cool. Yeah. But I don't think the T V direction showed that. Unfortunately. No. Um <laughs> But that was that was really exciting. Uh, yeah, it was well, it yeah. was all right. I, I think if it was a full fifty three laps, it would have been uh, very boring. Max pulling out a fifty second lead, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, you know, it kind of just felt like a sprint race because they only had like forty minutes left or whatever. And yeah, there's some there were some good good battles, um, but eventually it did kind of settle in. I think too refining I think through a few races uh, but especially the last two that I just feel like these cars don't handle the wet as well as the previous cars um they just seem a little more finicky and and not like they can't get the tires fired up as well um which hurts with overtaking um and I don't know maybe there's some some things in in next year's iteration in these cars they can do to to help with that or something but uh, or maybe it's the tire itself. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, uh, maybe it, it's that, or maybe I, like it could also be that they're so reliant on that uh on the um on the arrow on on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe just you know wet wet surfaces could maybe interfere with that, or maybe they're just not going fast enough for that stuff to work. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But Max champion for now unless the FIA decides that they want to actually hand out like punishments to maybe teams that deserve it. I don't think Max deserves necessarily to be punished, but he is benefiting from what his team overspent, allegedly.
1: Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, and I'm with you. It's not like he's the one, you know, doing all the accounting <laughs> or yeah. responsible for that stuff, so... Um, Yeah, I don't know what they do because this is a really critical thing for for Formula 1 and and FIA to get right um, with with this cost cap. Uh, I think based off of just a few past major controversies in F1, it seems like F1 and FIA do not want to invalidate results. And so, for example, to me with uh, 2019 in Ferrari's illegal engine, that was very much swept under the rug. We truly don't 100% know what the compromise was there, but they kept all their results. Now, of course, they didn't win a championship, but they kept the wins. And I, I think another one is the whole, um, which is really fascinating to read about, the whole Spygate thing with McLaren and Ferrari in 2007. Um the drivers from McLaren got to keep the results, but they were excluded from the championship constructors wise. And I wonder if that would happen here. Maybe, maybe Red Bull gets disqualified from the constructors or, you know, they lose an ass load of points. So it's not guaranteed or something that they finish first at all, which with the way formula one works in the payouts, that is a huge fucking deal. Um, Maybe they, rest, you know, it's, you know, they, there's some other things they can do. You know, they can restrict, like, uh, development time, basically, uh, and testing. Um, they can reduce their budget cap even more, which I don't know if that would work <laughs> if they went over.
0: Take away all their arrow. time. I don't know.
1: Time. Yeah, exactly. Like, to me, I, I, I would almost think that's the way I would like to, and it all depends on how much they're over as, as well. I feel like that would probably be because teams are worried that well, if they overspent to get to this year, it's it's it helped them last year, it helped them this year, it'll probably help them in twenty twenty three. So it's not until twenty twenty four that there might be some changes, but maybe there's something that can be done that would affect them in twenty twenty three as a
0: punishment, I guess.
1: You know, they maybe, should maybe have they to take away all their they yeah. should
0: release all their R and D that they spent that money on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw another comment of like, well, what? Maybe they should implement a luxury tax or something for every dollar you go over. That you know, it, it equates, and that money gets distributed out to all the teams. So, like, okay, if you want to go over, that's your risk. But all that extra money, you are now going to be penalized, and that's going to help all of your rivals. I don't know if that's a good solution or if the teams would go for it, but um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be a, it, it, Tomorrow will be a very big, big day for F1, I think.
0: I've just got this sinking feeling that it's just going to be a slap on the wrist and uh, this cost cap is going to end up being a joke.
1: Uh, unfortunately, that's kind of how I feel too, because to me, I'm like, dude, if, if the Ferrari engine was uh, kind of swept under the rug, I don't know. To me, that's worse than this, but but maybe not. The thing is, Red Bull were pushing
0: for the cost cap.
1: They were. But then they were complaining about it last year, especially Christian Horner. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
0: Oh, well. It it all depends.
1: It all depends, I think, on how bad the breach is.
0: I've got a feeling it's actually pretty bad. I have a feeling that like the way Red Bull did their finances, they just, they probably just left certain things out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Either that or it's interpretations too. Yeah. This is the first year that this happened. I, I just, I feel like it's bound to happen Um, in a way of how teams will interpret where their costs go, I guess. And I think the last thing I'll say about the Coscat thing is, I, and I get why the timing is now, um, but I think that's a total bummer. That it's like, let's, let's, let's just say they're way over. They vacate last year's championship for Max. Um, maybe even this year's championship. It just sucks that we have to get to nearly the end of the f- next season to truly know if the dude who won the championship the previous year is the actual champion or not because of accounting. You know that that's that's a shitty thing too. Um,
0: yeah, and depending the, on this herself. has got to be like the worst thing for Formula One. Like, yeah, you're you're last year's champion and likely this year's champion, depending on how penalties go. Both, like, if not in the record books, in the popular opinion, will have an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, at the height of your popularity right now, you're having these huge controversies because you can't like sure you can call last year there was an individual like error like that guy fucked up and he's no longer a race director Um, Mm -hmm. but with this it's like if you don't do anything for this there's and it turns out to be a huge breach like there is a serious question of how legitimate are the FIA
1: oh yeah
0: 100% Hundred
1: ah, percent. All
0: right. I think we, we we can leave it there. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're all right.
1: I'm I'm all good right. with that. I'm sure we'll we'll have plenty to talk about next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, coming coming to America now. Yep. Doing their American leg. Yep. So here we go. We'll be back next week uh, to talk about probably. Whatever happened here, and you know, video games we've been playing. I've got some stuff lined up, uh, and yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Uh, until then, you know, we'll 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 be out here. You know what to do. And until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games, and. Uh.
1: Gooby dooby doo.